Welcome to yet another episode of the First X Me Nicks podcast. I'm your host, Rhythm Dramula. You find me somewhere on Twitter talking about football or how to go from where you are to where you want to be on Twitter at PAPI underscore the great. That's Papi underscore the great. I'm glad to have you guys join me on this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for always taking our time to listen. Name is Rhythm Dramula. Podcast is the First X Minutes podcast. Uh, we usually say it's 10 minutes of football talk, but for the past week or so, I've been featuring guests and the conversations I've been running into for the five minutes, 55 minutes. I have with me another guest. He's a Manchester United fan. I will let him introduce himself, but viewers' discretion or listeners' discretion is advised. Welcome once again. If you have not left a review on iTunes, please do so. If you listen on Google Podcast, I don't think you have the opportunity to leave um, reviews for now, but wherever you get this, if you can, please leave a rating. Yes, I said, I'm not running solo on this podcast episode. I have my guest. This is what we do for guest features on the podcast, my friend. You introduce yourself, your name, your Twitter handle, oh, no, the club you support, and the club you dislike or hate the most. All right. Um, thank you for having me, Diamala. Um, my name is Opoemi Lawao, um, popularly known as Mushi Peter Drury on the Twitter streets. Uh, my guitar <laughs> is uh, delirious of me. I am a sportscaster, as you as you know. I am an event host. I I just love football. I love sport in general. So the mm. club I support is Manchester United, and the club I hate, okay. the clubs I hate. Um, my love for my my, my interest for Chelsea, it it is not is not even in this world. It's out of this world. I don't like Liverpool too. Is it a traditional thing for Manchester United fans to hate Liverpool? It is natural. It's like it's like it's part of the um, it's part of the package. If you are a Manchester United fan, there's a package. Wow. (laughs) For you to to get the total package, you 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 must dislike Liverpool because we knocked them off the pitch. So Mm. uh, Liverpool is, is is out of it, and. Another club I dislike the most is Barcelona. I I I hate their ah. fan base. Does it have uh, to do with it? Very, very I'm sorry to say, but uh, I just don't like their fan base. Okay, does, I don't like Barcelona too. So. Does, it, does it have anything to do with the two finals y'all lost to them in recent years, Champions League finals? You know, you know, you know what we? Oh, uh, Damola, let's let I will come. I will come clean to you right now. As as human, we we have this okay. resentment that we have against people that. That have done us dirty times without number. Don't you should not come and say. Okay, there's a so connection. It, it's part, it, is, it is part of it too. But, mm. but so it makes up the total package. Is it? It makes up the total package of your hate for Barcelona and its fans. Yeah, it, it's one mm. of it though. So and Liverpool too is part of it. Uh, but Chelsea, I hate their fan fans. I hate their club because they are too loud. They just came not quite long. These Chelsea boys and girls, but they will not let us rest. So, <laughs> so I, 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 I don't girls. This, this I, I hate Chelsea so much with passion. So that so that when the time comes for me to see her face to face, she should know that. <laughs> Somebody I'm has not, dropped I'm, a message. Oh, by the way, just in case you're wondering. It's still the first X Minutes podcast. Yes, I'm still your host, Rosie Nodaramola. I have a um, a very vocal Manchester United fan with me featuring on this episode. His nickname goes ranges from the hilarious Okwe as a Twitter handle. And of course, I don't know what the mushy Peter Drury is. We will touch on that. And we will also touch on um, his special hate for and the connection between the two Champions League finals they lost as a Manchester United team to 
a certain FC Barcelona, the Catalan Giants. But we need to talk about our script right now. And then I think charity begins from home. Um, just that when it comes to football, I think our charity mostly begins from our favorite European football clubs. We don't necessarily pay the most attention to our Nigerian brands when it comes to sports, most especially football. And um, while we don't do that most of the time, we tend to have our charity begin from probably the New Camp or the Santiago Bernabeu or the Theatre of Dreams or Old Trafford, like it's likely called Stamford Bridge, um, etc., etc., and all of that. We still need to talk about our own when it comes to football. And I have my guest with me, um, the hilarious Aguero on Twitter, and I just want to ask him, the NPFL has been in the news for a whole lot of reasons lately. Well, there's been no live football, so maybe the, 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 the scene has been quiet for a while now. But a recent ranking, I don't know if you saw it, about the social media power, how clubs in Africa are using their social media base and all of that. And out of 40 clubs, no Nigerian club even made it into the top 40 as regards the number of teams that have a large following when it comes to social media. Only 13 teams in Africa have over 1 million aggregates on probably Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and all of that, YouTube and everything. So I want to ask, we keep looking at the downside for the MPFL, what they are not doing, the social media is bad, they can't put out the contracts, that, that, that and that, that, that. I'd like to have you look at it from another angle, and that angle is proposing what can be done to ensure that the MPFL um, grows its fan base. Because everybody has one reason or the other that they don't want to watch MPFL games. All oh, this arena, oh, I can't go to a match day where they are fighting. Oh, their branding is terrible. Oh, it's not on TV and all of that. How can we change that story to ensure that the MPFL becomes bigger and, of course, it has a larger fan base? Okay, um, I, I love those question, uh, that question, and I love the fact that you've mentioned some points that are the been to to the success of uh, our our local teams when it comes to having this followership and, and the likes. See, we need to understand the fact that football goes beyond football; it is a business on its own. So, for the fact that it's a business, every parastarter that is under it, that is involved in it, should be taken with all seriousness. Mm. I cannot I cannot remember the last time I cannot remember the last time I saw a club in Nigeria putting up a post even those who are playing in the CAF Champions putting up a post about their game going on. Mm. It is really bad. Look at the club we support in Europe. Look at the support the clubs we support in Europe. Look at the way their 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 social media handlers are engaging their fans all over the world. Mm. There is no dull moment whenever you go to this page. We need to understand the fact that this thing is a business. And for the fact that it's a business, you get professionals to help you start handling them. We have to learn. We, this, these things, there are people who can do these things. Grow the account, the social media account. Grow it. Let people, let people start engaging with the content you have. How many people can mention um, um, players of the clubs they support in this country presently. How many people? Mm. And the, the truth is, even the, 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 the MPFL as a league on its own, we don't have access to it. Let's, apart from those of us that can go to stadiums around us, maybe Triage Stadium when there is a match in Lagos here, that is the closest place because that's the only uh, league um, uh, league club in Lagos playing presently. So go to Aige Stadium. Sometimes when you, the match tarries to around past six to seven you know you are in deep problem because of the security issues these things are working hand in hand that's part of it and there is no tv sponsorship we cannot watch 
these matches on our TV. Even the DSTV we are paying through our nose for, we don't have access to it. These are one of these are one of those problems that have accumulated in time past, and that is what has led us where we are today. So going forward, these are the things I think we should do. Number one, get uh, the league running in the way it should be run, not um, uh, dead today, uh, alive tomorrow. Uh, the things that should be kept in place are not kept in place. You remember some couple of um, uh, months ago that a national United player died on the pitch because there was no ambulance. You know, these things are very, very appalling with with the... You know, the Nigerian League has been in existence for a very long while. I I, I have... I am so lucky to to have to have a grandpa who is a big lover of football. So all these souvenirs, all these uh, histories, I... I I, I I saw so many of it growing up. Mm. So, wow. first-hand experience. I remember even at some point, as at um, uh, Ghana Nigeria 2000, I I went with him to watch Nigeria Senegal at the National Stadium. So it, it shows you uh, the love for football going um, from from way back. But mm. now it doesn't happen like that anymore. So going back to what I said, number one thing we should consider is get the league running the way it should run. Number two, get sponsorships, TV sponsors, radio sponsors, partners, partnerships that could put all these leagues in the face of an average Nigerian. It is what we are conversant with. It's what we have access to that we can talk about. You don't necessarily have to like it, but at some point, when they start shoving it through our face, mm. people start falling in they love have with no it. Choice. They have no choice. They, have, they will start falling in love with it. And number three, the, 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 the social media thing you mentioned, there are professionals who can handle social media accounts. Of who course. knows how, uh, who of are course. social media managers? Who knows how this thing is being done? But would they employ them? That is the question. Because we don't see it as the business mm. that it is in this part of this with the world. So I, I'm sorry to say that I'm, like, I'm a lover of football in Nigeria. I, uh, by the grace of God, at some point in my life, uh, God willing, I want to have a club that I would I would own in this country. Mm. But with the way things are going right now, it's like we are still in the 70s and the 80s of development. That is just it. <laughs> so even if we mention, even yes, that is just the truth. Even if we mention all these things over and over again, we discuss it on on TV, on radio, the Nigerian Football League, the problems, uh, the what, what we think could be the solution. But we keep talking about it, and we never get the results we are asking for. People Nobody are not takes doing action. what. So they do no action at all. They just okay. We we'll talk about it, then we we'll, we'll throw it under the carpet over and over again continuously, which is very very bad. So all this said and done, all this said, hopefully we think they will do it. But um, if they don't do hmm. it, then it leaves us at a spot that we are, that we've been all these years. The league will grow only if the important things are being done. And that is just it. Are fixed, are done. If we are seven, if we are still in the seventies, then by my calculation, Nigerian professional football league football, well, sorry for the tautology, is fifty years behind schedule. If we are stuck in the eighties, then our football club football in the country is 
far behind by some considering, form. Considering what technology advancement has done to us, considering what football as a whole has, as how football as a whole has evolved, now mm. there is VAR. You, you, that is the new newest development in football. Between me and you now, and those who are listening, how, in how many years do you think that VAR would, would happen in Nigeria? <laughs> Let's be honest. This is technological advancement now. If they're not fifty years behind schedule, what 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 year what year do you okay podcast fans? You know what? Let's do let's do this. You have our Twitter handles already. You're listening. You're you're listening to this episode. We're recording it live, but you're going to be listening listening in much much later. And my guest, the hilarious Okwe on Twitter. That's if you're not sure about the spelling. T h e h i l e r i o u s o p e on Twitter. What's my handle this? on Twitter is at as at. at that's papi underscore the great as a papi underscore the great send us your comments what year do you think he's posing a very serious question yeah while it sounds like a joke but it's the reality of the matter what year do you think in your honest opinion by your very fairest judgments and your most positive projections what year do you year do you think the um that nigerian football club football will um implement and start <laughs> and start using pardon that was not my laugh that was somebody else's laugh i'm serious right now what what year do you think var as a technology will be implemented in the round leather game of football in nigeria send us your comments would really love to hear from you i'm sure if you get across to him he will send your replies to me if you get across to me of course i'll start up the conversation once again with him on twitter still the first x minutes podcast we have to leave the country shots of the country and let's start talking about the current happenings in the world of football currently coming out coming out to say that okay you know what um the feasible earlier earlier um dates earlier fixed um for the return of the premier league is no longer feasible um now it's going to hold by june 30 so many different days fine here and there from different football associations i'd like to put my guest on the spot here why is it so hard? Why is it so hard for the FA, whatever, the people involved, PFA, to say, okay, you know what? We're tired of just waiting and hanging in the corner. Hey, Liverpool, you've done so well this season. Take your title. It's yours. You're simply just a few games away from winning the title. Most likely, you're not going to drop points before the league ends. You're mathematically, to an extent, uncatchable as we speak. So, here you go. Here's your trophy. Take it. Win your first trophy in the most unlikely circumstances in 30 years your first ever premier league title trophy why is nobody thinking of that why is everybody still thinking that the league has to be ended one way or the other must the league be played to a must the league end must the 2019 2020 season be completed okay so i i think that question is very very uh, good because I've, I've had this conversation over and over again i had it um on on uh, on not sport, I had it on Reef Sport, and I was still this position you are putting me. I'm still maintaining it that you don't hand over the title to Liverpool if they've not won it mathematically. Thank God you said mathematically to an extent it looks uncatchable, mm. but in game of football, never yeah, say never. What what can happen anytime? <laughs> yeah. So 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 until. The, it is the end. It is not the end in football. Mm. That's number it's one. It's not number two. the fat lady sings. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, number two, if we give Liverpool the league, 
what happened to those who are going to Europe? What happens to mm. those who are buying, who are battling for relegations? Should we just those who are in 18, 19, 29, should we just tell them to go to relegation because Liverpool we're going Liverpool the league? So we can have we an just... expanded format of the league for next year, add people from the championship, although it now causes a ripple effect. Because going down the line, what happens? Do you turn a 2014 championship season into a 27 or 30 team championship season? That, I'm talking about second tier of football now. Mm-hmm. It, it, it has so many ripple effects. What happens to those who are going to Europe? Sheffield mm-hmm. um, Wolves are in contention to represent England in Europe now. Mm-hmm. What happens to them if you just give Liverpool the league? So I think uh, uh, the English FA came out some days ago, yeah, and they said uh, after the meeting that um, they will most likely have to complete the league because number one, one of those reasons why they have to complete the league is because of the TV rights that they've been paid. You know now that we are we are in the yeah. tough time. The debt in accumulation is 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 running up to close to seven hundred billion pounds. And this yeah, seven billion pounds wow. has been shared amongst all the clubs in the English English league. So how do you want them to cough it out? These same clubs that are begging their players, their stars, to take a pay cut. Mm. So they have to find a way, play behind closed doors, and get a, a stadium effect where it sounds as if fans are there. This is the best decision <laughs> now. It, that is just the truth. So, ending Liverpool the league, uh, me as a person, self, uh, the bad bellerism in me doesn't want Liverpool to win the league. Because I, I, as a football pundit, as a sport pundit now, I it, they, they deserve to win the league. They've done, they've done, they've done their best. Liverpool in the past two seasons have been very, very consistent. They lost the league last season just to, down to just one point, and now this season they've been consistent. Forty-four games on on the bounce without losing Premier League. That is wonderful. You should be proud mm. of them. All this said, they deserve to be given the league. So why not? Why not allow us play the league in the next three, four games? If they remain consistent, they should win the league. And we should wrap so things up. Let them win on merit. I, I I believe when you give people what they deserve on merit, it it uh, it equals every every uh, uprising that comes with it. That uh, okay, they gave mm. them they gave it to them because of sentiment. No, this time they mm. won it based on merit, and nobody mm. can argue that. Liverpool are a top team. They are the best team in Europe presently because they are the Champions League winner. They are the World Club Cup. They are the best team in Europe presently. So, no doubt about that. Even though I hate them, it's the belly of my belly. But the truth, the truth must be said. They are the best team. They, the way they play, the way they attack, the fluidity, the game, game pressing. You know, if you love football, you have to love the way Liverpool play, plays presently. If you want mm. to give them the league, give it to them on merit. Let them win it. Don't give it to them because of sentiment. Liverpool is first. to so many, so many other clubs. In, in the, mm. and, uh, at some point, I heard uh, some teams in, in the Premier League had to sign the petition. And some, like over 14 teams are against Liverpool getting the league presently. So if 14 <laughs> out of 20 say we should, they should not give you something, that is, uh, that is, that, uh, that's mm. it's for the month. That says a lot. So, so I think uh, they they will still win it, uh, but only if they want to be unfortunate of not winning it in their fourth last. Yeah, have to go there. <laughs> yes, only if they want to be unfortunate, but um, they will still win the league. So let them let let let's find a way of getting all the league uh, all the clubs together. Let them play, then give them a merit. That is my Liverpool, opinion. Liverpool's first ever 
Premier League trophy still hangs in the balance. And my guest, Okoye Milawa, on Twitter, the hilarious Okoye says, let the Reds win their first ever Premier League trophy on merit. Don't just hand so, it to them on a the platter of gold. Although they've worked their sentiment, ass off, but they started aside, this journey. Aside. They should finish this journey. Mm. Sentiment aside, though, eh, eh, teams have been winning the trophies and um, the EPL for years, for 30 years now, even less that came out of nowhere than one. But it was when they be- it came to the turn of Liverpool that coronavirus happened. Oh, this- God, really? Are we going here? Are we going here? Are we going there now? <laughs> we have to go there. Oh, dear. We have to prepare. I need, I need to get I need, I need, I need to get a Liverpool fan on this one. Now, the point that is, you are going to win. This is that time they now said coronavirus came. What has no uh, uh, pandemic that has not happened, that has not shut down the world since 1918. No, the last one was Spanish flu. It was now when it came to your turn. That Liverpool, they need deliverance. So they should go and meet uh, the lion, lion, our father in uh, in another body, lion, uh, lion. Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> the liquid matter. <laughs> the hilarious Okwe is really strong on the stance. Why he he manages to separate sentiment from pure, um, undiluted. Um, analysis of the game by saying yes, Liverpool was their merit. They deserved to win the Premier League title. That banter, that typical banter that is typical of every football fan these days would just not leave. He would just not let it slide. And he's saying, hey Liverpool fans, by the time I'm 50 or 60 and my child happens to ask me, um, why is the Premier League season in the 2019-2020 period longer? Why did they run for longer than expected? And then we're going to sit him or her down and give him tales by the moonlight and say it all started when Liverpool wanted, wanted to win their first, first ever periodic title. You know his Twitter handle is not it's not Mio. Mine is Papi the Great. Let's separate ourselves now. You know who to attack. Mine is Papi the Great. Papi underscore the Great on Twitter. No, no, let this is the hilarious way you can find I'm, I'm, very well. I'm waiting for <laughs> Okay, one final okay, two final questions if I let you go and enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, there was this one time I posted a poll on Twitter, I think it got 75 votes, and I, I was asking people, okay, choose one player between um, Mustafi and um, um, Phil Jones of Manchester United. And out of 75 votes, I think 66 people, 66% went for um, Mustafi. Most of them didn't give reasons. Most of them were skeptical to votes. People didn't even want to pick any of them, but I was like, okay, you have to pick one of the way for Mustafi. Now, in response to that tweet, in response to that poll, a whole lot of people came out by saying, oh, they started giving um, alternatives. Can I not pick? Can I um, can I pick somebody else? Or can I promote a player? And the issue of promoting a player from the academic ranks um, popped up. And this is what has led to my next question for my guest. Now, over time, we've seen records broken, shattered. We have seen um, transfer records go nosedive, climb high and all of that. And it is having its effects, one way or the other, on the power of the influence of the academic system in the world of football. And this is what has, is leading me to ask you, uh, my dear friend, the hilarious Okoye on Twitter, spending power versus promoting youth in football, which one is more important in today's football? Taking into consideration the factors, the influences, technology, the what I've used and what have not. Which one is more important today in today's football? Spending power or promoting youths through the system, through the ranks? 
Okay, um, in today's football, because over the years we've seen um, top teams in Europe um, win uh, importance at our titles with their academy players. Uh, I will mention mm. Ayers winning the Champions League, the, uh, the Manchester United 1992 set, the set of 92. The class of '92. Mm-hmm. To mention, Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal Football Club has promoted so many players that become integral part of their team in their 80s. Same as FC Barcelona, just to mention a few here. So oh. that was then. So what? <laughs> along the line, in the early 2000s to mid 2000s, a certain Russian bought Chelsea, and we all know how it went. So mm. Chelsea were the beginning of the plague of. Um, power spending in football. I'm, I'm sure most of them are listening to it, to it now. They are the plague. So what actually do? You, they, they will mention, people will mention they are Madrid Galacticos. No, Madrid wasn't as bad as Chelsea. Madrid would just come and pick um, a, the, the, the star out of the team and, and leave because they have some players to to uh, to support the player they are buying. But in the case of Chelsea, yeah. As at that 2003-2004, they started buying recklessly. I will not mention names because some of them will cry. They bought some people. <laughs> so, so, so many names like uh, Kali Bularus, Mateja Kesman, um, Shevchenko, a 30-year-old Shevchenko for 30 million pounds at 2004. Holy Moses. <laughs> for real? But that was, that, that's by the way. In the present day, Master City took over, took over from them. They started spending like goats too. Now, Covid nineteen happened. Well, but Manchester United right, spent too. Before you got, got be dodging behind the, before you can be dodging behind though, we started Alex Ferguson bought Casper Michael Deno for a record-breaking fee. I think five hundred thousand pounds or something. Well, Deno, wow. Deno. Wow. How, how many players did Manchester United buy? I'm talking okay, about. No, you want to. You, I'm going to defense now. I'm just making the obvious known. Yeah? <laughs> making the obvious. Manchester United bought Rio Ferdinand too. Uh, uh, the the world most expensive defender from Leeds United then. You see, when, <laughs> what makes United spend this kind of money is when you are coming, it means you are adding value to the club. Not just buying um, <laughs> some, um, some um, pepper seller, some okay, granola. I think, seller, I, think so. I, I think I understand what you, what you mean by that because when I consider the people that Manchester City bought at the time. Money, for outrageous amount of money. You mm. know, these things are, are very, very crazy. Football is now crazy. It, uh, it, uh, the uh, spending power is now proves how big a football club is in the present day. Mm. The good thing is, we might not want to talk about this, we might not like uh, the COVID 19 pandemic, but this COVID 19 pandemic has its advantage and disadvantage to the world of football. And one of, of the advantages is that going forward, take this from me with the way I've, I have tried to analyze it. So many clubs are, are, are running broke now. Mm. because even some have to full up uh, or use the, the full up uh, scheme to start paying their staff mm. Mm. so going forward they will now have to focus on the academy mm. because there is no money to spend even the top teams that want to spend that want to buy players of 100 million before they will now sit down ah, we cannot pay 100 million again no. there is no money no. and no bill if you have to buy a player for 100 million before, let's do 60, 70. Now, it will restore uh, the parity uh, a bit to, to, to football, uh, to, to transfer market. So, for the next two, three years before everybody gets back to 
to to where they used to be you see so many academy players shining coming forth and you know why because there is no money to spend that is just the truth so the money already the money i'll spend on buying uh, a top player i'll rather use this to invest in my academy because now hmm. long the term rather kids, than short term their life who, who, in a bigger scale we'll talk about this again in the next four five years you would see how much um so many top academies uh too many top, top top youth players have come through the ranks for different clubs in europe that they will start vying for what follow of the year european follow of the year four or five years to this time mark my word so now after the uh happening of covid 19 youth will be the solution because there is no money if covid 19 had not happened should have been the spending power will continue people will keep spending at some point um uh, borussia dortmund is saying man you should bring on 100 million for jaden sancho for, hey 100 million, 100 million. <laughs> you know you know it's very crazy for a man to buy uh, a harry maguire for 80 million though he came in well he has he has really uh did his best okay, it is crazy it is crazy regardless of how we want to try to pad it it's crazy it's million crazy. Maguire, Maguire. Now you carry my slippers. Eighty million pounds. So far, they've, they've come in. They've come in handy. They've come in well. But all this money, oh, outrageous, outrageous amount of money. Ah, for a, a certain Christian Pulisic for sixty million. Holy smoke! You see, you see, the the transfer world is crazy now. So mm. we are. We, Say the good thing about this COVID nineteen, apart from the fact that so many people have lost their life, um, uh, 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 my my condolences to everyone who has lost any friend, any family during this during this pandemic. But the good thing that this thing is going to do for football is it's going to restore parity to how clubs are going to be spending. Even what clubs will be offering players as salary will reduce going forward because after the the uh, after most clubs have uh, they've talked their player to take up. Uh, uh, a pay cut when they are trying to increase, but someone that is collecting 350 400 before, and you take a pay cut of 120. If they are going to increase your money back, maybe you are going back to 250. 150 would be saved mm. out of it. So the spending power will reduce because there is no money. And so many brands who will support these clubs are trying to get back up because of what the effect of the COVID 19 has done to them, to business, to, to money. She get what I'm saying. Now mm. people will have to, clubs will have to learn and now sit their player. No, we know we can't pay this now. We all know what is happening around the world. So in the next four or five years now, youth will be the solution. After four or five years, when everybody is now back to normal, maybe I'll have money start pumping in again. Then we go back to the default setting of what we are before COVID-19. That is just it. So youth mm. is a solution going forward. In the terms of um, in some specific terminologies that have been used while battling the COVID-19, I think I can say, after listening to what Makwere um, Lawa just said concerning the parity or the battle between spending power and the um, youth power, I can say that the spending era has come to its peak. And then because of COVID-19, it will come crashing down very rapidly. And according to the prophet... It will peak again or will start rising again after half a decade. And by that time, the youth 
who rose through the rankings in the five years before will start being sold off and being cashed out on for massive amounts of money. No, you're not lost. It's the first X Minutes podcast. And I'm your host, Wati Midaramala. And what you just said is an exclusive. Anybody should take it to the bank. In the next four or five years, (laughs) this is going to happen. All of a sudden, my guest has switched from football analyst to prophet. you find him on Twitter, by the way, at the hilarious Okwe. That's at the hilarious Okwe on Twitter. Um, Revelatory, I never saw things from that point of view. It's, it's, It's going to take... We can flesh out that content and produce six seven eight nine ten talking points from it what names should what names your class be looking out for in the academic ranks now is this the best time to start encouraging sports at grassroots levels in countries like africa where is this the future of football where football academies should now go into full force after the virus has come and gone and they should start investing in catching them young and selling them off at massive prices and cashing in and profiting on them in the nearest future. So many talking points from the business I, aspect, the financial I, I, aspect, and other aspects. What you just mentioned, that, what you just mentioned now, that for this time, this time frame of four to five years, the clubs that would that would um, enjoy most, that will enjoy this um, development most, will be clubs from French league because even before time. They've, mm. they've, they've been they've, good at been booming young mm. talent. So now mm. that it is now the whole world is now focusing on it, they are they are miles ahead. So mm. that's where you now start. If when the the, the 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 tide has turned to when people start spending again, you now start going back to friendly to buy player now mm. outrageous amount of money. This is, an this is an exclusive. Over 30 minutes of not just bantering Liverpool, 30 minutes of talking about the way forward for the MPFL clubs, 30 minutes of talking about and giving an exclusive, a prophecy to be specific about what COVID-19 will do to the spending power of clubs. It will silence them while automatically or in tandem also giving use the voice the speaker, the platform, that they need to do what they know how to do best or to do what they have been taught to do best, conquer the world and play football, not just for money, but with pride and for passionate reasons. I can't let the hilarious awkward go without asking him the favorite question I'd like to ask all my features on this podcast. There is has There has to be that one memory. There has to be that one video in your head where of a certain sport, specifically football for the sake of this podcast, where you say to yourself, I can never, ever, ever forget that football moment. I know where I was when it happened. I know what I was doing. I know what happened before it happened. This one football moment that is unforgettable in your history of being a football fan. What is it? So many. I have so many, so many to to touch from. Um... Uh, from the 1999 UCL final, 2000 UCL final, to so many. But one thing I would never forget is uh, because my grand, my grandpa is late now, may so rest in peace, and he made me mm. love football that much. Uh, was it quarter final of uh, the Nigeria Ghana 2000? Nigeria Senegal at the Mimbo Sulu Stadium. Mm. Yeah, I went with him. 
and they scored us first, Kalilu Fadiga. I won. I say I saw the rage in my grandpa's face. Uh, a eight-year-old, nine-year-old boy of then. I, I, you know, I, I love that match so much that I, 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 Agawa did not start that match. He came in. Agawa, same as, uh, was same as was he Ulisi? I, I know we had to make some change. So uh, same as Ulisi. Ulisi was sick prior to that match, so he had to come in after we are a goal down. We got the equalizer closer to the 90 minutes, and you could see, you could see undiluted love of football. You could see fans. You see, I, I've, I've witnessed, I've witnessed a stadium roar at, at 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 the first glance because I was there. I witnessed. I knew how it feel. So okay. me going to Old Trafford now, I, I know how it feel because the whole nation was 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 supporting Nigeria that year. Mm. And after the, we got the equalizer, we had to go to the extra time where Agawa uh, scored the second goal. Did the match score the second goal? That was one of the craziest moments I will never forget in football. Team deeds, team deeds. I keep playing in my head right now that I'm saying it. I I knew how my grandpa had to hold my hand because people were jumping so that not to jump on me. He had to cover me and he wanted to celebrate. He was celebrating. You know, he could not hide. He could not hide the excitement. But uh, this moment was now holding him. Go, go. I I, I, I remember I shouted at Gawa that I lost my voice. Wow. For real. So, so moments like that would, would, would remain in my memory for life. Your memory. The things we do for football, more importantly, the things football makes us do. That is why we are crazy about the round leather game. If you see us screaming, if you see us bantering, if you see us arguing, <laughs> it's just one of the many things that football does to us, especially fans of the round leather game. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for your prophecy, your expository analysis, and of course, the side bands every here, there, and everywhere. Thank you so much, Okwe Yamilawa. Of course, you find him on Twitter at the hilarious Okwe. Thank you so much for your time. Sadly enough, before I let you go, I just have to let you know that one of the saddest moments of my life as a football fan was in the same tournament, but in the final, that penalty. Oh, oh, did it cross oh, the line? No, no, did yeah, not yeah, cross no, the yeah. line. I couldn't eat that man. I couldn't eat that man. I could not. I could not. Because we are two goals down. We had to come back. Ah God. But football is bloody. It it gives you all the joy and happiness. The next moment you are down. So that is just football for you. It's crazy. Thing that football makes us do. Thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time. I can't thank yeah, you enough. The pleasure of being there. We do this again with you. Of course, so of course. I, we're going to have a trial the second the episode and the third episode. You all watch out, guys. Something big is coming. We're going to revamp the way we do the record of the first X Minutes podcast. I'm going to be bringing more superstars off of social media and everywhere you can think of to feature, to talk about the wonderful round leather game of football. It has been the first X Minutes podcast. I'm your host, Ritim Darmala. You find me on Twitter at PAPI underscore the great. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to it on. Till we come your way or till I come your way, next time not same station but then again you know where to find the podcast we're talking about every other thing we'll be talking about most especially football and all the reasons why we love the round leather game until then please stay safe whatever you're doing stay at home obey the precautionary measures drink a whole lot of water wash your hands and be safe i'll catch you soon peace